and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast for this week. Uh, it's just me here. Well, it's not just me here, but in a change to our scheduled programming, um, we've got a super special guest with us here at these troubled times. Who better to get us on to brighten us all up than the wonderful M from Immersive? M, how are you? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm surprisingly upbeat. Um, may have something to do with some Japanese hard candy that uh, that I just bought earlier today. Um, supposed to be fruit flavour. One of the flavours in there is chocolate. I'm not going <laughs> to let that get me down. That seems <laughs> like a win. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I, I literally just my, my I went out for kind of afternoon coffee, and my wife's like, "Oh, you know, fancy having uh, something sweet and whatever." So I was like, "Right, I'll get hard candy." She wants something fruit related. Fantastic. Got this bag. Got home. She cracks it open. There's eight flavors on the back. She opens it up, puts the first one into her mouth, and just looks at me with this look of just sour depression on her face. So I asked her, what's going on? Everything okay? She's like, I have a bag of 60 fruit-flavoured hard candies. I've picked the only chocolate one. <laughs> Is- and it's... <laughs> and to be honest, the same thing—the same thing happened to me about five or ten minutes later. And when all you want is like a lemon sherbet or a you know apple, whatever, and mm. you end up having chocolate candy, chocolate hard candy, it's... It, it's not, you know, it's 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 not optimal, but I'm still maintaining my positivity, which That's is why you good. asked me to come on today. It yep. certainly is, absolutely. Uh, okay, so I have questions. Uh, these are the important questions, and these are very much relating to Japanese hard candy. So, one, <laughs> is Japanese hard candy good? Because sometimes uh, other people's sweets are bad, uh, the country's sweets are bad. So, how does Japanese hard candy sort of rate within the grand scheme of things? It's um, it's actually really good on on the whole. Jap- Japanese. Japanese candy tends to be they've got this thing about kind of gummy gummy kind of sweets like a Haribo and gummy bears and stuff but it's not the kind of stuff that you um immediately associate with Haribo or 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 you know um whatever little gummy teddy bears and stuff it's things like oh here's a pack of grape flavored sweets that when you open them look like grapes they, they even have a purple skin which you can peel off and then oh there's like great flesh looking stuff inside it's just it's one example uh-huh. um they're, they're amazing but sometimes you want you know proper boiled sweet mm. you know, like from like fr- from the sweet shop you know yeah. that kind of thing um and as, as it's kind of strawberry, well, it's recently been strawberry season in this part of the world. So pretty much everything just came out with uh, in, in a strawberry flavor. I mean, everything. Uh, Walker's crisps, uh, quavers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quavers. Wait, are quavers. The, the, the Qua- cheesy puff crisp came out of strawberry flavor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Co- well, that, that kind of style of kind of uh, uh, baked, fried, fluffy snack thing. Um, but they also released a bunch of... Um, kind of strawberry and related fruits kind of summer fruits hard candy and it's amazing like i'm I'm, I'm a really big fan of strawberry so i I want that that feeling just at the back of your jaw you know when you when you eat a fresh strawberry and you get the sweet and then this this kind of crack of tang this crack of kind of um sourness just at the back of your 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 mouth um and these are bang on really really good really really good okay well that sounds good because my experience with strawberry flavored sweets is that usually they are not good they're just this very sweet you're lacking the tang I think that you've hit the nail on the head there about what strawberry sweets traditionally miss it's that little bit of tang at the back which makes them pleasant but um uh, okay I'll I'll send you some I'll send you some if I can find some that I don't eat okay that would be great that'd be great um so you said the eight flavors in this bag eight different yeah yeah I can't even name eight fruits can you remember other than chocolate and apple medicine strawberry what other flavors are in there Okay, so we've got uh, grape, apple, mm. pineapple, orange, uh, lemon. Um, grape, pineapple, apple, orange, lemon, and then... You've got strawberry and chocolate. Was, oh, strawberry. Yeah, there was strawberry in there as well. Then you had mint, and the mint looks exactly like the lemon. For some reason, the lemon <laughs> is, is is white, not yellow. Uh-huh. But the mint ones are kind of see-through white mm-hmm. um, because the yellow has been taken by the pineapple, which would normally be taken by the lemon. I, I, you know, it's, I, uh, I love pineapple, though. Is the pineapple good? Yeah. 
it's good. It, I mean, it's all good apart from the chocolate because it just doesn't belong there. No, <laughs> no. Also, chocolate board sweets just not. No, it's it's kind of weird. Cool. Kind of well, weird. um, thanks very much, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed tuning in this week for Sweet Talk with Emma and Graham. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll now move on to our regularly scheduled. Like these are the things that we care about. Really, is sweets. That's what I care about. Um. Because we had, uh, uh, I was going to move on from sweets, and I decided that no, I'm not. We were talking about this on the, on backing paper this week, um, because one of our wonderful listeners, John Michael Mendeza, um, sent us. Have you ever come across these triplex tanks, M? What? Okay, so this okay, this is cool. Um, this is a developing tank um, from. Uh, they were made in the German Democratic Republic, and so basically, it was kind of their. An alternative to a Patterson Star tank, uh, but the really interesting right. thing about them is that um, the spools, rather than being the kind of where they have like the um, ridges inside, where the film kind of gets fed round and round in a spiral by following the ridges, <coughs> like a Patterson mm. tank, um, there's like a um, physical. It's if you suppose you pulled out like a, lo- a long strap. That is wound in, so that's what feeds the film around. It feeds around inside this um, coiled, sort of uh, thin, plasticky strap thing. Uh, and I've never right. seen anything like it, so yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, um, so he sent us a, a tank, uh, and he also sent us some sweets. Uh, and he said, "Oh, I sent you some nugget or nougat if, if, if you're posh." Um, so, what? <laughs> so if I say nougat to you, what are you expecting? I expect the bottom layer of a Cadbury's double decker. Yeah, exactly. That right. But what these are are much more like pralines. Pralines. <laughs> Take your pick. This is mispronunciation corner. A spin-off of Sweetie Corner. <laughs> um, they're very nice. They're very nice, but they're nothing like the double decker. You're thinking top layer of double decker, not bottom layer. Bottom layer is crunchy oh, biscuit. Oh yeah, yeah, bottom layer is crunchy biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. Um, so there you go. You know, just it's interesting to me how different things are different around the world. Yeah, um, and if if any of your listeners want to send me a double decker, it is my oh. absolute favourite sweet. Um, and I haven't had one for at least a year and a half. Uh, um, I don't think I've ever I know been we're in trying to keep upbeat. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're trying to keep upbeat, but it's really it's it's been a long time. It's, yeah, no, I am in incre- completely. Whilst you're sending um, double deckers, send me double deckers too, because they are also <laughs> my favourite um, sort of chocolate bar kind of thing going on um all right <laughs> now we'll move yes. on from sweetie corner <laughs> we might come back to it later i really like sweetie corner um the reason i collared you this morning and one is because i had a feeling <laughs> that you might be at home um it makes life a lot easier getting hold of people <laughs> this current situation every cloud <laughs> has a silver lining um but you put an article up on emulsive was it yesterday and it went up yeah yeah it was uh, yesterday i guess it was around about Six o'clock, uh, your time in the morning. Okay, that's probably more detail than I actually needed, but thanks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, what were you wearing when you posted it, just so I know? Uh, I was wearing a uh, Wayland Industries T-shirt from $6 Tees and a pair of navy blue with uh, smiley-faced emoji pyjama bottoms <laughs> from um, Gap, which I bought last year and which sadly... <laughs> Do not, uh, they don't do anymore. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to say, sadly, they've worn rather thin now, <laughs> just to really give well, our listeners the most upsetting there, visual. <laughs> th- there are gaps appearing. <laughs> Let's not say where. Uh, I need, I need, I need an up, I need some kind of gusset updates, but uh, that's that's <laughs> that's maybe a Windows a 10 paper. gusset update. <laughs> I, yeah, I need, I need, I need some backing paper. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, the um, your article because a lot of people, yourself included, uh, a, a lot of people around the world are suddenly finding themselves stuck at home. Essentially, you know, we had the announcement on Monday that you can't leave home. You you know, you absolutely should not leave home uh, except under very specific circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. And so suddenly, a lot of people are stuck at home. Uh, I am very lucky in that. Uh, it says you can go to work if you absolutely cannot work from home. I'm a gardener. It's very difficult to work from home as a gardener. And also, <laughs> I'm lucky that in my line of work, I can 100% avoid all human contact. So I'm still able to get out and about at the moment, which is good for my sanity and the sanity of those around me. Um, but for people that can't, um, this article, I think, is fantastic. So the the title kind of says it already. It's 65 photographic projects you can do when you're stuck at home. Um 
Because I think the mental health aspect of being stuck at home is as important as the physical health aspect. And yeah. keeping yourself busy is, is vital, isn't it? And also, like, keep doing creative stuff, I think, is really important. Um, yeah. Because it, it takes your mind off everything else. Otherwise, you're just going to sit and dwell on it. Um, yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, I've, I've worked from uh, home or worked remotely um, quite a bit for the past uh, decade or so. And that that initial transition, if, especially if you're used to working in an office and then suddenly you're in this non-dedicated space, unless you have a study and unless <laughs> you, know, you happen to have something already set up, it can be a really difficult transition to make because it's very easy to get distracted. You're not in direct uh, physical contact with other people who are also working um, or at least also working maybe in the same team as you they're, they're not going to be there if that's what you're used to so um having having something to provide order to that whether that be waking up in the morning and actually getting getting changed getting dressed um doing what i used to do which was get up get dressed go out get a coffee come back to kind of simulate that commute uh taking fixed lunch time breaks and 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 you know, clocking off at an appropriate time. All of that's really important. But at the same time, because you're not transitioning from, you know, one dedicated space to another, again, thinking about people who are used to the normal office commute, um, you do need an extra kind of push in terms of helping you to wind down and then to, to disassociate your living space from your working space, even if it's conceptually. And I think that's where... That, that that's obviously one of the reasons for for putting this this particular article um together yeah yeah no i think that's a really great idea um so we want to talk about some of these and kind of go through the logistics of it some of these things are going to be things that anyone can get involved with and do some of these mm -hmm. things are going to require you know more specific uh, setups which only some people will but we'll try and so get through a few of them. We're not going to do all 65 in great detail. We're going to do them in, in <laughs> groups, I think. Um, yeah. And um, and so the sort of the first one, the first uh, section that you talk about is uh, scanning film and digital darkroom stuff. And this, I suppose broadly, no, this is kind of like no, 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 no. no. Is, that, is that not the first one? I I scroll too far. Oh, oh no, yeah. Need, developing developing film. Sorry, <laughs> developing. Film, I, I did scroll too far. I'm so keen. I'm so keen. Okay, so yeah. Um, so yeah, developing and printing. Well. This is, I mean, most people have something of a backlog, don't they? Do you have a backlog at the moment? Well, that, that photo in the article of the 11 rolls is what's currently living in my fridge. So, yeah, um, I've got those, those, those 11 plus um, another two, no, another three, <laughs> which are somewhere else in the house. Um, working from home, it's, it's really weird. It's, I'm, I'm shooting more than I was before. Um, go figure. That, that is hard to understand, but that's good. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. Um, well, it's not because I then have this backlog, and that's why that is number one on the list. Yeah. Just sort out your backlog. Yeah. So um, there's a number of different ways we can go about this. Obviously, if you're already developing film at home, that's great. Now is a good time to catch up with doing all of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. The a lot of the, the labs are almost well the labs are pretty much all mail order so most labs yeah. are still going so support them if you don't develop at home send off your film get it get it out there now support these labs because you know everyone's hurting at this point in time um but also if you've never developed at home now's probably a great time to learn right um absolutely yeah absolutely. and again a, a lot of most of the people who supply stuff for um analog photography are online retailers. I know I had an email from AG um, come through last night saying, we're still going, we're still sending stuff out. So if you've never developed film, maybe now's the time to give it a crack and get some stuff ordered, get a Patterson tank ordered and have a go at this. Um, if not now, then when <laughs> a lot of people have suddenly got <laughs> a lot of enforced home time, you know, make the most of it. Uh, you know, don't, don't sit around in your PJs watching the news and getting fed up. Um, learn a new skill and developing could be that new skill. Well, it's interesting speaking to uh, Europe, um, 
specifically, uh, Patterson, up, well, even up until today, they have starter kits that you can buy. Uh, the guys at Photo Impacts have starter kits that you can buy. So do Mako Direct. So that's a Patterson tank, um, kind of some trays if you want the developer side, some some kind of graduated jugs for, for measuring out chemistry. Um, just last year, Ilford and Patterson released their branded starter kit, which I think is about 70 quid, 75 quid, Yeah. Um, which, which has got everything that you need i think apart from a dark bag uh, or changing bag which you can you can you can actually buy them from uh, most uh, film retailers they, they they cost about 10 quid mm. um i know that in the us um there are a whole bunch of of online stores like the film photography project for example or ultrafine or freestyle um who who sell both the ilford and patterson kit or they 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 sell their own kind of combination of stuff um and you can obviously go out and buy chems you know chemistry from these people as well at the same time yeah yeah absolutely um and it's what i love about doing stuff like this is it, it, it really does you can just kind of, you you have to self isolate within the house to go and do it. Like I'm gonna take myself away and go and do that. Um, uh, and it's lovely, yeah. So I think that's a great thing. Catching up with your film developing, um, and and learning how to do it if you haven't before. Um, and if that doesn't appeal, as it doesn't to many people, then get stuff sent off to the labs. Um, get that done. Um, I suppose following on. Yeah, from I, that, I, I know just 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 to to clarify, or not to clarify, just to make one point because I know. Some people have expressed concern about about kind of mailing stuff and receiving mail, and you know, what if what if uh, the coronavirus is COVID nineteen remains persistent on 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 their film or whatever products they're getting? I know of at least one lab um, who, when they take in mail order items now, are essentially disinfecting absolutely everything um, before even beginning to use it. And that's yeah. when stuff comes in, and it's also when stuff goes out as well. So if you do have any concerns about about stuff like that, um, I'd suggest just just reaching out to to the mail order lab just to make sure. Yeah. There's no point staying at home and isolating yourself if you're going to be interacting with people who are not taking hygiene seriously. No, no, and I mean, and it's worth saying that at the moment, although as far as I understand, the current evidence is that the virus can survive for a few hours on hard surfaces, but it's not going to sit on there for days and days and days. Um, and, yeah. you know, and so if you get stuff in and you're concerned about it, then disinfect stuff when it comes in as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's not going to be on there forever and ever and ever. Um, so just, you know, be sensible with it. Um, yeah. You also talked about catching up with uh, printing, which is obviously now this is something that's limited to people who have access to a dark room <coughs> and, and larger. Yeah. Um, but that's a great way to spend some time <laughs> at the moment, um, and something I'm really looking forward to doing. Um, uh, you know, we've all got so much stuff, and, and I think you said clearing a print backlog or have a go at reinterpreting or reprinting stuff. Um, so I think that's a great yes. thing, even if you don't feel like you've got stuff. You know, get back out there and try some old ones. That, that's actually it's, it's one that um, it's an idea that's that's been in the back of my head for for a few years now. I remember having a chat with someone um, on social media going back about three or four years ago, and they were saying the way that they used to shoot and then print um, has evolved considerably over the years. So um, what they started doing back then was taking all of these high contrast prints that they'd slowly fought and fallen out of love with as they preferred a more kind of a pictorial approach you know less and less higher contrast approach and they they just messed around with a few of them just to see um whether a reinterpretation would make them fall in love with the image again it worked sometimes it didn't work at others but uh it's time well spent yeah and also it's just a great time for practicing technique i mean as with everything photographic related practice is always good um and yes. trying new techniques uh, you know rachel had her video out on ilford last week about dodging and burning you know practice dodging and burning or look at people like um david allen who's always doing bonkers stuff you know he's always trying <laughs> new new uh, like be inspired by people like david who's just trying crazy techniques to make interesting prints from multiple prints and stuff like that and go okay what what can yeah. i have a go i mean again it, it's a privilege to have a dark room that you can use to do that and if you do that's fantastic and not everybody does but if you have 
make use of it go and play in there that's such a creative space to be able to work in so um but if you don't have the dark room there's still everyone's favorite thing they're still getting all your necks scanned in <laughs> i was gonna say get a mate to do it yeah scanning is a or was a point of pain uh, for me um up until up until last year i was shooting a lot of 35 mil and just found it a real pain in the ass to you know put six strips uh, sorry four strips of six negatives into my flatbed scanner at a time um and now i i, I do everything with a kind of dedicated 35 mil scanner um which actually well, we can come on to that one a bit later because there's a bit of a mod in there to help me with that as well and it's just pop a roll in bang, 40 minutes later, it's done. And then I can import everything into Lightroom and then do what needs to be done. Yeah. Well, if you're not a fancy yeah. boy like him and you're having to slum it like the rest of us it, with your flatbed scanners and my flatbed scanner, you can only put two strips in at a time. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I've 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 never been that bothered by scanning. Like it's never caused me as much um, angst as it seems to cause not just you, Emma, a lot of people. I don't mind doing it because it's there's always the reward. There's like, yeah, it's a bit of a drag, but I get to see the pictures. Um, but yeah, I know that a lot of people are not fans of scanning. So maybe that's a good thing to get done. I think catch up on that. The thing for me that is very much part of this and you've got on here is um, remove all dust from your film scans. <laughs> now that, that is a job where, you know, you, you if you're on the three month lockdown, you'll still be busy at the end of it. Um, and if that, I wasn't to too good, sure about, I, I wasn't too sure about putting that on. because I, I figured I'd, kind of catch the ire of, of quite a few people but but no more more than one person has said that's actually a really good idea i mm. would never have done it otherwise so it's like i still think they're mad because it's not something that i'm going to be doing um not not <laughs> not in the beginning anyway but yeah that that is that is a, a lifetime's job i think yeah oh, well yeah absolutely and if if you are so good at scanning all your stuff in and keeping your negative hygiene good that you don't have dust on your legs i'll, I'll send you mine because oh oh baby <laughs> i got that dust you need i've got all the time filling <laughs> dust you could possibly want um so yeah i think that's a great thing to do um and uh yeah as you said um, you're using your um dedicated 35mm scanner i'm using my epson flatbed um i you now but it's maybe a good time if you've got stuff if you're scanning um or digitizing using a dslr you know now's maybe a good time to get it set up at home so you can sort of do a load over a period of time and not have to take it down and put up over time it's you know there's lots of different options yeah. um so what so what is 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 your mod for the scanner fitting somewhere as we go on or is it um uh, do you want to it's all is it's kind of it's a bit further down at the bottom oh, um yeah. there's so the the i can cover it really quickly now so there's um with the the nikon 35 mil film scanners they're, they're about the size of a, a really large book and you can you can swap in and swap out modules for scanning uh, slides in their mounts or or scanning individual negatives one at a time or aps if you are into those dark arts um but the no. basic the, ba the basic 35 mil scanner is a, is a it's called a strip feeder so you just you just have six you know strips of six frames you pop it in uh, it then previews all of them and then it goes and scans it spits it out and then you do another one and nikon used to do a a, a full a full roll uh, feeder for it uh, which is now it's, it's ridiculous i mean they're, they're like 5 600 us uh, to buy them now and there's there's a really um there's a really interesting chap and he's linked in, in the article itself um and he essentially just documents uh, a mod to change your little cheapo six strip or six frame strip adapter um into a full frame uh, into a full roll adapter and you just bend two pins together and you you, you solder them up or you just um bind them up with a bit of wire whatever you want to do and it, it, the whole thing is just, -da, it's just you fool the scanner into thinking it's using the upgraded one instead of the cheaper one. Nice. That's yeah, a good tip. And, and that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, re it's really, really good. I think um, from, yeah, from just hitting that, that scan button and letting it, you know, letting it preview and all of that kind of stuff, it's, it's about 42 minutes, I think, at 2000 DPI, uh, which is mad. It's, it's even faster if you just want kind of uh, uh just web quality or web size scans yeah 
There you go. Good tip for the film elite to have a fancy dance can like you. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that does lead on quite nicely, actually, to the next section, um, which yes. is titled sort of Organize, Clean, Repair and Modify Gear. Um, mm. So, I, I mean, again, this is another thing which I think is... Uh, I know that I've got cameras I've picked up that have maybe been mm-hmm. in something of a less than optimal state and I've gone, oh, I'm going to get that cleaned up and sorted out and I'll use that and then time has happened and it hasn't got done um perfect moment for doing that and just generally giving a service to the gear that you've got right yeah absolutely and uh, i think a lot of people get put off by um i wouldn't say cleaning but kind of tinkering with their cameras because there there's this perhaps there's an assumption that it's a, a frail old um, piece of technology that, that'll kind of you know, self-combust if you just look at it. Um, these cameras are probably going to outlast you. And just do, doing some really simple... <laughs> That's a uh, little ominous at the moment. <laughs> it is, yeah. But, but doing, doing some really simple... Um, Kind of uh, cleaning and just uh, just just general health checking on on gear. Um, it, it, it takes it'll take you what five minutes to do ten minutes to do a, a deep clean of a camera, maybe another ten minutes just to if you want to check the light seals and make sure that all of the hinges and everything are, are, are okay. Um, it's it's not a lot, and you might learn one or two things about your camera in the process as well. Mm, I think that's a great idea. I have one slight problem is that you, know, you recommend, and this is what I always used to use, um, isopropyl alcohol for cleaning around your camera and stuff because it dries super fast and it's clean. Um, Sinead used all my isopropyl alcohol to make hand wash. So I don't have any anymore. <laughs> um, you, you you can use water. If, you're, if you've got a, an earbud, a Q-tip and and you just you just dab it in a tiny bit of water just to get kind of dust and grime away on the surface. That's absolutely fine. What um, about stuff like white spirits, that I kind of thing? Well, you, you don't really want to use anything that's that's going to be too aggressive. Got you, solvent-based, um, yeah. Exactly. And the the problem with the solvent-based stuff is that it can be difficult to, to, to dilute effectively. Uh, some people talk about using bleach, which is just like a no-no. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you can grab some, some lens wipes and you can wring them out using tweezers and just, just, just fill yourself up you know, a, couple of, a couple of mil worth in the bottom of a 35 mil canister kind of tub. Um, but no, I'd say just just giving something, uh, giving stuff a, a wipe down with um, even a dry microfiber cloth. If you're just doing, uh, you know, if you don't have uh, isopropyl alcohol or something similar to use, I think is is absolutely fine. Someone did recommend um, or suggest using um, kind of like watered down acetone, which I think is a bit mad. Um, but do some reading, have a look. I'm sure I'm sure there's a whole bunch of, of alternatives out there. Yeah, and also it's very important to, I suppose, just think, not don't use one thing on all different areas of your camera because, um, yeah, you know, things that clean and are perfectly safe for cleaning metal bits may well not be for plastic bits or may not be good for glass, um, or, or you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So just, well, yeah. it, especially especially if you've got relatively modern SLRs, for example, so uh, the the modern modern Canons, the modern Nikons, where you've got the rubberized grips, you you might use something that you think works really good for metal. Um, you stick it on the grip and, and suddenly this thing is stuck to your hand because you've buggered the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've buggered the coating on the grip. So yes. um, if in doubt, just, just have, a, have a look around the internet just for some basic cleaning tips. If I had my act together, I would already have something uh, published on that front, but that's, that's in the queue for the moment. But um, yeah, folks on, folks on, uh, um, on Facebook can search uh, camera repair groups as well as uh, vintage camera collectors. They, they, they offer some really good advice there uh, sometimes when you're not talking to a grumpy old keyboard warrior. It's probably not good advice, really. Hey, listen, I don't mind talking to a grumpy old keyboard warrior, Em. I'm glad you found the time. Um, other, things <laughs> <that you> can... <laughs> um, other things that you've got within this section, uh, 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 sort of within the making money, um, is... Uh, have a go at making a pinhole camera. I think that's a great idea. That is, it's one of those projects that 
one everyone should have a go at but also keep doing it like my yeah. shed is full of future pinhole cameras because whenever i see something I go oh that could be a pinhole camera that could be a pinhole camera why why not now why not now um it's... Well, that the, the the article that that's linked to right at the top of the bullet point there, that's from a chap called Tony Warren. Um, and if you if you have a look at the article there, the camera that he's describing you build uh, is really basic. I mean, it's literally shoebox, bits of tin foil, job done. Um, <clears throat> and the, the results are, are fantastic. Obviously, you're not going to get those kinds of results first time round. But if you have a look in the article, I think Tony provided a couple of drawings um, of just cameras that he designed. Again, pinhole cameras, again, made entirely out of cardboard. And some of these, I mean, they're really, really sophisticated pieces of kit. You know, mm. you've got variable variable focus and you've got fall and rise and all, all kinds of uh, funky stuff that's going on. I think um, pinhole cameras are definitely low tech. Um, but the results that you can get from them um, don't have to be, if that's what's stopping you from from exploring it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you only have to look at, as you said, things like this, um, see stuff like, well, there's loads of people making incredible stuff using pinhole, um, pinhole technology, the technology of a very, very small hole. But the great thing about pinhole is that it can be both things, and all you need to do is just start and mm. realize yeah. that, oh, all I need is a dark box and a tiny hole and that works. And then you can go wherever you want from that. Once you see, oh, that's this works, then you can let your imagination <coughs> run wild. Um, yes, yeah, absolutely. A, a great time to do, um, to either get a solar can or to make your own beer can pinhole and, you know, like get a record of your time at home, stick it up in the garden and go, well, I'm going to leave this up for the duration of me being stuck in the house. Um, you know, <laughs> why not? Uh, I, I think that's a great idea. And, um, yeah, just mucking around with, I mean, we've all got so much, well, I said we all, we don't all, but a lot of us have so much stuff at home. We think, oh, I want to do something with that one day. Well, I think now is probably that one day. Um, it's a good idea to go for that. Um, Agreed. Uh, and you, you, a couple of other things you've mentioned on here. Um, try 3D printing a camera. And another great choice, more and more people have got um, 3D printers at home now. Um, so that's, you know, there's a lot of good choices with that out there. Obviously, Ethan from Camera Dactyl uh, did his Kickstarter recently. Um, uh, Graham Young's got stuff coming up. I'm sure there's loads more stuff out there as well. Um, you know, that could be a fun thing to muck around with. Uh, so yeah, great stuff. Um, okay, the next thing. Uh, get social support the community and your sanity um so yes. so go on and talk talk to us about this because i think this is a really important thing <laughs> community health i think um it's easy to it's easy to look at your own social situation and think that everybody else is in the same one so for example you're at home with your family with your kids um not everyone is uh, there are many people who live alone or they're isolated and, and social media is the only way that they can interact with others on a daily basis. Um, speaking to uh, one of my friends in the UK specifically, um, she is uh, immunocompromised. Uh, she has been at home for two weeks already. Um, and the first, the first week was pretty tough for her. Um, and she's been now speaking to uh, friends on, uh, uh, you know, using Google Hangouts and FaceTime and, and WhatsApp and all of that kind of stuff, um, as well as obviously spending a bit of time on social media. So I think just get on there and talk to people. Um, if you're anything like me, there will be people that you'll see in your feed, let's say on Twitter, but as an example for me. Um, and you might recognize the names, you may see them all the time, but you may not be interacting with them on, on the regular. Um, just just carve out some some time to to talk to them, to reply to them, even if it's something stupid, even if it's something silly. That's certainly um, something that I've been doing a lot over the last couple of weeks now. So that 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 kind of just just getting in front of people and and just making sure folks are okay. That's one thing. Now is a perfect time to 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 help out folks on social media as well. There are so many people. Um, just looking for, for looking for activities, looking for things to do. My 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 Facebook group um, is is grown by I think uh, nearly six hundred uh, people in the last week, 
um, all just just jumping on because they want to learn, they want to talk, they want to engage. So get yourself on Facebook, get yourself on Twitter, share a post. If you write, then write a blog entry, write something for me, write something for Hamish, write something for anyone. Um, if you've got something to get off your chest, just, just get it out there and just contribute to the community. Um, there is no better time than now. Yeah, uh, I could, can't disagree with anything you said there. And um, yeah, I think it's super important that we all remember that uh, our situation is not everybody else's situation. You know, I'm lucky that, as I said, I'm I'm here and I've got Sinead here and Will here and they're both stuck at home and I can leave. So that's all right. But um, it, it, it was very there is another world where it'd be very easy for me to be stuck on my own during this that could very easily have happened and i can't imagine how isolating that must be um so just be mindful of each other and look out for each other we are all in this together and the way we will get through this in good shape is just by being the best human beings we can be um and trying to uh, ignore and um change those who are not being the best humans they can be um <laughs> I, I, you know yeah, and, and speaking about that uh, as Anil rightly suggested, um, disinfect your social media. Um, if there are people that you can't unfriend on Facebook, unfollow them. <laughs> just just get, get them out of your headspace. Same goes with Twitter. You know, you can. I think you can have up to two hundred muted words on Twitter. <laughs> so just if you, if you don't want to hear about COVID nineteen or coronavirus or or you know any any other bad crap that's happening in the world, just just set up a mute list. Unfollow mm. people, block people. It, it, no one gives a flying fuck <laughs> if you do if you do something to safeguard your own sanity. So if someone, you know, who's going to give you shit for for, for unfollowing them on, on social media? Uh, no one. Nobody. And least... even if they, well, and even if they do, you can't see it because you've unfollowed them. Yeah, it is a win-win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to like, I you know in general. Um, I think we all need to be sort of mindful of the fact that, oh, you have to be careful not to isolate ourselves in opinion bubbles, etc., etc. But that does not mean, oh, I have to keep looking at people who are actively making me angry. <laughs> That's not what that means. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if, if, if somebody in your feed is just causing your anxiety or your temper to rise, just block them and be done and go, well, oh, that feels it, nice. Here's, here's an example, um, actually tying in the uh, two things that I've just said. Um, there's a lady on, on Twitter who I've been following pretty much uh, since the very beginning of, of an article nearly five years ago. And um, we we interact once every couple of months. It's normally nothing nothing to do with, with film photography at all. And she uh, relatively recently um, kind of protected her account because of kind of getting crap from 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 other people and what have you um and she she posted something along the lines of she was thinking about taking a break from social media or she can't bring herself to read anything with news in the title because it's all about covid and it's all really depressing and and it's just like ah oh, you know frustrating um and uh, I came across it again. One of those names I scroll through and 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 I see from time to time, and I, I don't always engage with. And I I just did a quick search for breaking news about cats, um, and uh, copy and pasted her the first um the first link. And it's uh, the, the BBC actually has a dedicated section about <laughs> about cat news, um, <laughs> as does the New York Times, as does the Washington okay. Post, um, as do so many so many websites. So you know, even small even small acts like that, I think. I think can just you're just helping relieve the burden on someone else's sanity, even if it's just for a moment. Boy, you know, I didn't know that that was a thing, but now that I know that's a thing, it has made me realise that what I mostly want my Twitter feed to be filled up with is breaking news about cats. So I know what I'm doing with the rest Absolutely. of the thing. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so um, on to some of the more creative stuff. So you kind of got a couple of sections here on home projects, um, because just because you're stuck yeah. at home doesn't mean you have to stop being creative. We've talked about a lot of kind of catching up and nuts and boltsy stuff, um, but you can still do creative stuff. Um, obviously, you can try and think about how, what kind of pictures can you take if you're stuck within your own home? You know, they, there's that uh, well-known thing that sometimes um, limitations can be a great source of inspiration for creativity. Um, what kind of stuff yeah. have you been tackling anything at home and what kind of stuff are you thinking of or planning to do? 
Yeah, well, I've I've been um, um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of macros at home, um, mostly on on thirty five mil. Um, just messing around with different kinds of lighting, uh, either con- you know dedicated continuous lighting that I happen to buy a uh, year or so back, or even just messing around with torches and long exposures. And um, yeah, I'm just that that that's what I'm I'm doing mostly. I'm 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 a shooter of of textures. I, I think that's where I like to live. Um, so I'm kind <laughs> of just so, so, hang on, so just just you the sentence that just left your mouth was I'm a shooter of textures. That's the space I like to live. So I just need yeah, to make yeah. a note so, in, so, the, so in the potential meter chart. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, it's 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 really interesting. So this this um, I uh, a couple of years ago I was kind of just a bit a bit lost just in in what I was photographing. Really wasn't it wasn't really doing anything for me after the fact, and I. I had a conversation with a couple of people on, on Twitter again, and, and one of them said, um, oh, no, you've definitely got a style, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? What is it? And she said, um, it's uh, textures. You, you, you shoot textures. That's your, that's your thing. And I went back and I looked through the, the photographs that I'd posted on, on Twitter. I mean, at one point I was posting kind of two photos a day um, just on, on my website. Um, and the stuff that I really enjoy, that I really like, is is the small detail. It's it's the textures, whether it be kind of the you know a, a tree roots kind of bursting through tarmac after it's rained, for example, or uh, paint peeling off um, a bike frame. You know, stuff stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, that that's what I. It's what it gives me real joy, and I and it's uh, it was kind of a realization. So yeah, for me, if I ever feel lost again photographically i always just go back to to shooting textures as close as possible and as wide open as i can that's your asmr um, basically yeah that yeah. that is my asmr so um that that's that's what i'm doing mostly i've got some uh, film holders uh, loaded up with large format film and i'm going to be shooting uh, large format macros um this weekend i've made myself a, a kind of a three-sided uh, cube kind of a half cube if you will <laughs> hang on a three-sided um, cube again i have to pull you up on this how can you have well, a you know, three-sided bottom, cube well yeah it's a bottom it's an open a cube. back cube six, six six sides well it's not open back there's only three sides there's like the base the left and the right the 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 left and the right walls are at a at a 90 degree angle to each other so you've got the basically the inside of a cube with the top and the the two faces facing you just open um just throw a bit of lighting on there um slap the slap the camera looking straight in and and i went out and i I can't believe i'm telling you this i went out and bought three different sizes of exactly the same beer can it's like a a sahi something or other Uh and there's like a there's a little kind of hundred mil do you remember the fun size coke remember that that was so so much fun Right, so there's one that's that size, and then identical is the the normal 330 mil, and then I, I've got I've got like a 700 mil can, um, just because it's just you know I get to drink it afterwards, mm-hmm. but I can just mess about and shoot some macros with it as well. Why not? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dicking about with some dried flowers and beer cans, and and probably be drunk by the end of it, which mm-hmm. is my my Saturday sorted. Um, good. Uh, what if you don't have a macro lens, M? Well, you don't you don't technically need a macro lens. You could um, take the lens off the camera, flip it around, uh, and just hold it um, flush to the mount. I mean, you could even duct tape the thing if you wanted to, depending on how far your your lens mount protrudes. I love um, so a you dirty can, macro. Yep, you can you can flip a lens like that. You can also try free lensing as well, which is taking the the lens off the mount. Not not reversing it, but actually just keeping it as it would be mounted on the camera and just moving it backwards and forwards. Essentially, all you're doing <clears throat> when you focus closely is you're increasing the the distance of the of the lens to the film. And if you're free lensing, it means you can not only do that um, kind of on the on the X plane, you know, on the on the horizontal plane, but you can also tilt the lens any way you want to to get um, uh, kind of tilt slash shift kind of effects as well 
Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm a big fan of uh, sort of the dirty macro and the freelancing style of things, and um, I've mucked around with that a lot out and about. You know, you've got your cameras, you're going to whip this lens off, but actually, if you're doing that at home in the controlled circumstance, in the controlled situation, and let's say you've got the camera on the tripod, so you're not having to hold that, and maybe you've got a lens release cable, so you you know, you can, um, you can actually get some probably yeah. really good results from that, and you could uh, use some stuff to stop stop light coming in from all sorts of weird angles, which is with freelancing in particular. You get like squishing in between the lens and the um, camera, obviously, and that, you know, it gives it a look. Yeah, but, yeah. but there's so I yeah. If you don't have a dedicated macro lens, or even if you do have a dedicated macro lens, um, some flip lensing and uh, free lensing is a really fun thing to play around with. Good experimental. Yeah, times. I mean, if 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 you happen to be living with um, people who wear specs or someone you know there's a magnifying glass around <laughs> flying around the house as well you can put reading glasses or you can put a magnifying glass in front of your lens to just act as a diopter mm. to get you closer anyway yeah. and if you're using an slr then that's you know it's perfect you can see what you're shooting yeah oh yeah i think <laughs> all that stuff's great fun um you mentioned here about cyanotypes. That's always a good thing to do, especially at the moment in the UK. The last few days, in kind of a big up yours to everybody who's been told they're not allowed to leave the house, the sun has been shining. It's been absolutely glorious here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if you've got access to the stuff to do cyanotypes, that could be a really fun thing to do. I love that you, on, on your website, you've got um, a picture of somebody who's made a cyanotype using toilet paper, which is Yeah, one. that was that's Ludwig, Ludwig Hegelstein. He's... Uh, he he's a really creative guy, a really really creative guy. And when he sent this to me, I didn't really because I I said, look, I'm writing this article. I want some photos. So there's some there's some black and white photos on there which, which of scanning stuff, which which he sent over. And then he sent me this. And I looked at it and I was like, hang on, perforations. Is that a Charmin logo? <laughs> and has he he's he did a cyanotype on toilet paper. Does he not realize how expensive that is? <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it kind of screwed up the, the cyanotype um, layer, obviously soaked into the toilet paper and it's, it's, it's gone from kind of indigo to kind of green yellow in spots, but it's fun. It's, it's stupid. Mm. Um, and, and it's, yeah, I mean, you can cross that off your list, right? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe if you haven't got any cyanotype stuff, perhaps if you've got, or you could order some cyanotype stuff, or you could maybe get hold of some, um, yep. uh, <laughs> just ordinary uh, darkroom paper and do some lumen prints. Same kind of thing, you know. Get stuff out there, make the most of the sunshine, and, and make some stuff yes. like that. Um, what are those? Uh, take photos of your family. That's always a good thing to do. Um, again, you <laughs> document document to fall into insanity. <laughs> <laughs> that could be yeah quite good. exactly exactly if, if if you're married um and you're working at home for the first time this may be a fantastic opportunity to document the uh the precursor to your divorce yeah i my brother shared with me this this great little video of a something like a three-year-old toddler just screaming your head off and then shooting yourself in the forehead with a nerf gun <laughs> yeah, yeah i actually i shared that on my facebook just just a few days ago i think it was day three in quarantine <laughs> yes, it's a delight um yeah. uh, you gotta take photos of cameras no don't do that look come on we <laughs> don't encourage bad habits we don't need more photos of cameras but if you want to take photos of your cameras i tell you what that could kind of that could fit in like with the earlier stuff we were talking about maybe take photos of your cameras you can build like a put together a database of what you actually own and what you have and what needs doing with it like we were talking yeah. about like and, and figure out okay what cameras have i got that i'm not using because they're not working and then send those off to people like Lyndon and um, I, can't, I don't know what the chap's name is down in london at ppp Piero? Is it Piero? I think it's Piero. I'm pretty sure one of those P's stands for Piero. Anyway, um, uh, you know, send, get some of your cameras sorted out and send them off to be repaired. Um, get on top of that kind of thing. We um, Long exposure photography inside or outside the home. Um, selfies. We love a good selfie. Uh, big fan of selfies. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. So um, you mentioned lumens just a, um, a little while ago. There's a chap called Mike G. Jackson on uh, on twitter uh, michael jackson mm -hmm. uh, make a joke you, you want to make a joke right no no no, no? not at all finally <clears throat> um so uh, mike spent uh years i think he spent a decade shooting uh poppet sands uh shooting a beach and for the last four years now he's he's literally just been making um 
lumens. So uh, luminography, kind of shining light sources onto photographic paper. Check him out for inspiration. He's had a couple of exhibitions since. Long exposure photography inside or out, uh, inside the home or out in the garden. Check out Dr. Mars Rovers, Monica, mm. um, over on Twitter. She has some, um, I mean, going back to the last two, three years, she's been um, doing exactly that. Um, you know, she's she she works from home occasionally. Um, and during that time, she'll be able to see right 3 p.m. light coming in uh, from the dining room window. And oh, these are the shadows that are being cast. Hey, OK, that looks interesting. I'm going to set up a tripod tomorrow mm-hmm. or doing the same, you know, with a, a flower on 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 a window. So stuff like that. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this again. Um, I have a. A uh, small kind of plant thing uh, that's that's uh, been given a home inside a ball that's covered with moss and, and ferns and wrapped up. It's really cool, uh, and you, you need to <clears throat> you need to kind of soak it in water for two or three minutes every week just to to kind of give it enough to feed on. And um, I came home the other day and found out it had, it, to all intents and purposes, died. <laughs> it's just went it just went completely limp. It's still green. It's just completely bent over itself. Um, so I soaked it in water for for four or five minutes, stuck it on its plate, set up a, a tabletop tripod, stuck my phone on there to take a time lapse um, because I know when it when it goes like that, um, it'll just kind of prop itself back up um, in in relatively short order, maybe a couple of hours. Mm. Um, I, I recorded this thing. I recorded this thing for two bloody hours mm. it did not move it didn't move <laughs> and this is at like 120 times using the time lapse on my uh, thing on my on my phone um so i kind of i gave up went away you know went out had dinner spent some time with the wife came back three hours later and, and the thing had propped itself up again so i've got like a, a 30 minute video of it a 30 second video right now um of it essentially just moving about two millimeters <laughs> Uh, and then it did all of the stuff when when no one was looking. There you go. But you could do stuff like that. I'm not advocating killing your your plants, um, but certainly you know there are opportunities to to photograph time lapses and other stuff um, that's going on in the house. And maybe that might be sticking a, a pinhole on your telly and um, just pointing towards the sofa and mm. just documenting a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You kind of got nothing to lose by exploring these things. Um, and um, it may suggest adding Viagra to the water next time you have that problem with your plant you might find it pops up a little bit faster that's my professional gardening tip uh, uh, yeah fine whatever dude <laughs> um, okay um so the the kind of the well not quite the last section but the last general section is um on the great outdoors now obviously your mileage will vary hugely on this nothing for almost everybody at this point outdoors is kind of more of an issue than it was even a week ago um yeah because in the uk we should not be leaving the home unless we have to um and i think that's the same in many many countries um yeah but that doesn't mean you can't go in your garden uh, we've already talked about quite a lot of things that you can do just if you have if you're lucky enough to have a garden my garden is very small but it's still a garden i can still go out there there's still plants and leaves out there there's still the sun there's still you know the sky there's still things that i can do with it um you are allowed out for your um one um uh walk a, a day um you know take a camera with you for your one walk a day um uh you know, you could um, document stuff from your window if that is appropriate. You know, lean out your window, yeah, take pictures from there. People are doing it. People are doing it, and I think you you can. It's probably safe to say that somewhere in the region of about thirty percent of the world is currently on on lockdown or restricted mm. movement. Um, there are still many many places in the world <clears throat> where early responsible action means that the population. Um, is uh, able to move freely with with specific restrictions. So, for example, um, every time I've been out since the very beginning of February, I've worn a medical face mask um, and uh, have been practicing uh, kind of uh, physical distancing as as much as is possible. Obviously, that's not going to work for everybody in the world. Um, but uh, if you if you are 
um, a key worker, and I don't mean that by the by the technical UK uh, definition, but if you're somebody who has to go out because you are a delivery driver, you work for the post office, you work in a supermarket, you are a healthcare professional or a medical professional, um, then documenting your commute, documenting your journey to and from work, maybe something that, that helps you kind of look back and make sense of it all afterwards. Yeah. Um, and if all else fails and you've got a decent, you know, a high DPI screen at home, just um, turn the lights off and stick on Google Street View. Job <laughs> done. You can pretend. That's, that's possibly the most depressing thing in your entire article. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Well, one thing I did want to put in there was, was to set waypoints in Google Earth. Um, and then just plan a plan a, a a trip through Google Earth, and it will automate and actually jump you through each of your waypoints, oh, so you God. can zoom you, out. And then... you know what we should do? We should um, like organize, pick a waypoint, <laughs> say, "Hey, everybody, we're going to have a party that I don't know, the Taj Mahal," <laughs> and we'll all go to there and go, and we can all just be in a chat and hang out. And go, isn't it lovely here at the Taj Mahal? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the most tragic <laughs> thing I've ever thought of or not, but it, it's definitely up there. Um, but yes. anyway, I mean, there's more stuff. You've got more stuff on the actual article itself, including things that are not, you know, photography related as well that you could pick up and do. Um, it's a really great article. The important thing is um, that you know we, we need to. You've been working from home for a long time, Em, um, and as you said right at the beginning, you know, it's important to get into <coughs> the right headspace for being at home like that um, and to organise your time to plan out what you're going to do and not just kind of wake up every morning and go, well, what am I going to do today? Um, otherwise, yeah. those days are going to stretch on for a long time. Well, any, any, how can I, people need activity, people need change and <clears throat> it's very easy to uh, fall into that mindset of, you know, wake up, stay in your pajamas in the evening, change into a different set of pajamas and then repeat that 12 hours later. Um, it's very, and you know, if some of the, 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 the zoom meeting videos are to be believed, um, there's a lot of people there who are having severe difficulty, uh, kind of getting to grips with the fact that you, you know, you don't take a video call when you're naked, um, <laughs> or, or you don't mute the, 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 the audio on your laptop whilst carrying said laptop into the bathroom and then putting it down next to the toilet when you go to relieve yourself. Oh, no. Um, so all of that kind of stuff aside, I think, yeah, to, to, to just answer that point, um, it's important to stay sane and it's important to understand that staying sane in, in this kind of situation is a lot easier than, than you may think. <clears throat> Keeping a routine is, is super important. If you have a coffee in the morning, on, if you grab a coffee in the morning on your way to work, then get up, get changed, get out. Uh, if, you're, if you're able to, buy a cup of coffee, come back. If you're not, then you can still have that routine at home. Spend some time, slow down, enjoy your breakfast, enjoy your coffee sit down to, to work, make sure it's comfortable. If you can't, because you're sitting on 17 sofa cushions with your laptop on an upturned clothes basket, then, you know, I don't know whether I can help you with that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like a yeah. really specific example you've come up with there. Uh, it, it, again, it's, it's, it's what I, it's, it's, I, I saw this on, on, um, on Facebook or somewhere, uh, couple, about a week or so ago. And it's this, couple live in a really small uh, one bed studio and they've essentially just got this hall um, and then the rest of their house. And what they've decided to do was to use the hall as their working space. And I think uh, the guy, his, his working space is a laptop on an ironing board um, and his, his other half, um, she's on like an Ottoman uh, with her laptop on an upturned kind of plastic clothes basket. Um, you know, you know, one of those kind of quite tall ones. So, um, yeah, you know, IKEA is still delivering. So, yeah, <laughs> so, a lot of places yeah. are still delivering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe you can do something there, but just just um, make the space yours. Yeah. Get yourself into a routine. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as your work. You don't have to do eight hours. You know, you don't. You you, you can take an hour for lunch. I mean, that, that's what I do. What's what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks actually is I'll sit down, have have lunch, 
with, with Mrs. M sit down in front of the TV and we're just, you know, watch a, an hour's show on Netflix. Um, this is probably a little bit unethical, but I did this last week and it turned out to be really funny. Um, but we, we ordered lunch from two different places and tried to time it to see if the um, Uber Eats drivers would arrive at the same time. And they did. Um, and they, I mean, they, 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 they literally did to the point where I opened the door for the first guy who came to the door and the other guy was was kind of knocking on the on the door opposite in in, in the hallway because he thought it was for them. It's like <laughs> no, they're both for me. Um, and uh, later that evening, we did we did exactly the same thing, but this time, uh, one Uber Eats driver and one Food Panda driver, and both orders were placed from the same restaurant. Um, this and- is great. This is like this could be a new sport, like horse racing and stuff like that. So if you can't gamble <laughs> on that anymore, but I think you've just created yeah. <laughs> place your bets, please. Look, Who's going to get here first? You- you have the you have the ability to track these people through the apps. There, there is no reason why you can't do this. <laughs> oh, um, and and you know you're you're keeping someone in gainful employment, or in this case, two people. Yeah, I um, think that's fantastic. I I, I I don't know whether you have it in the UK, but there's this uh, Uber Eats Pass thing where you pay you pay a few quid um, every month, <clears throat> and as long as you spend more than so so in my case, I think as long as I spend more than about. Uh, five pounds on a meal the delivery uh, the delivery charge is waived um so i I pay five pounds a month and yeah if you pay more than five pounds for every order then you get your delivery charge waived and it works out you know five six meals at that at that price and and your quids in um so you know you, you don't you don't have to spend money to engage in this particular sport but you can and uh you know it's it's fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do what you need to do and you know and we're really lucky all of us everyone listening to this is super lucky because our hobby is something that we can continue to engage in even through a lockdown um if you if your hobby's skiing oh you're shit out of luck but if, if your hobby is let's face it pretty much anything outside you're, you're just you're in trouble and um, for us we can carry on doing it and um so uh you know that's focus on the positives um uh, he's really yeah. really important um it's very there, easy there, to there are people um there are people um who live in parts of the world where they are allowed to go outside who are live streaming you know games of golf for example, so you you can watch that if you if you don't happen to not have a games console for whatever reason, but you want one and you can't buy one, just just check out one of the gamers on YouTube. There's a whole industry made up of people just watching other people play play computer games. Yeah, um, yeah. just do it. And and I guess the other thing the other thing we could say, Graham, is um, I know obviously yourself and uh, and uh, Paul. Um, did the uh, uh, the kind of live bro- broadcast the OB? Um, uh, was that last week or was that the week before? Now that was a week ago Sunday. It was a week ago Sunday, right? Um, I know uh, Bill Manning recently did something um, similar. He's on the the Studio C Forty One podcast. I know that the guys at, at Neg Poz are, are talking about doing stuff. Even Hamish and I are talking about trying some kind of live. Kind of podcast thing where people wow. can just join. In. If if you're, I mean, that is going to be a clusterfuck, and oh, it's going to be a complete shambles. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, there, there's lots no of stuff happening. <laughs> there's lots of stuff happening uh, in the community right now. Just just get plugged in, and you'll be able to find stuff where you can still sit down and continue to engage people. Even even people just on an individual one to one level are just uh, opening up. Uh, Zoom and and WebEx and and Skype groups. Yeah. Um, so you can just drop in and drop in and say hello. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, for for all of the shittiness that that put us into this particular situation, I think that just goes to give us a sign of how kind of accommodating, welcoming, and, and considerate our community is. Yeah, I know. Um, Matthew Joseph, our, our very important team member, Matthew Joseph, is um, sorted out a Discord group, actually. Uh, I don't have the details with me, although I am part of it, but um, a Discord group for exactly that, for people who want to be able to chat, but maybe not go on social media at the moment just because, you know, yeah, just because it's it can be too much. So if you want to go somewhere just to talk about the the things you want to talk about and and have it, it's the nice thing about the Discord chat is it's more like a forum. So you can kind of go to the bits that interest you and not be exposed to the bits that don't interest you. And um, and I, also we I might actually, play some video I games. I have one of those. 
I, I have one of those and I, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Um, at all. And I think we're going to try and get some video game evening sorted out. Because um, like I said, Matthew and I already catch up to play video games. So we might try and organise some broader, well, why not? I mean, these are, the things, these are the things you do when you suddenly, I mean, I don't have more time because I'm going to work. I should be at work now. But um, I did think, should I, <laughs> should I live stream Lovely Gardens for people to enjoy? And I thought, actually, no, that might be <laughs> rubbing people's face in it. Um, I probably shouldn't. I think that's a really good idea. Well, but I, I still think it's a really good idea. Okay, maybe I will. A fresh air stream. Like, hey, everybody, this is what outside looks like today. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for doing this with me this morning. Like I said, listeners, go to emulsive.org um, and look for the 65 projects you can do when you're stuck at home. Uh, it's a really good read, as always. Um, and there's loads more stuff on there that we didn't talk about. Um, loads of great, inspiring ideas uh, for things you can do to fill up your days for as long as you are stuck at home. Um, and, of course, there's always... all. There's so many other wonderful articles. I mean, you could you could spend the next three years just reading wonderful articles on Emulsive. <laughs> and, and, of course, 35 MMC and Cosmo Photo and everywhere else where good articles can be found. Um, Hi. But, uh, yes, thank you so much, Em. And as Em says, keep on top of all the places where you enjoy stuff coming from because it sounds like a lot of people are planning to do more stuff, more streams. I know Paul, I think Paul is um, hopefully going to be doing another um, not in-person stream. Well, I mean, he'll be in person, but won't be with other people in person, but um, tomorrow evening. Um, so that's going to be happening. Uh, there was just keep an eye out. There's going to be loads of stuff popping up everywhere as we all try and keep ourselves sane. Um, we will be back as always uh, on Sunday probably we'll, we'll hope to be back as always on Sunday everything's a little bit fluid at the moment um, but until <laughs> then everybody take care of yourselves and take care of each other and uh, we will speak to you soon goodbye see you later folks bye